1: Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are excited this hour. We have three awesome women who are active parts, important parts of not only the firearms industry, but the safety angle in in responsibly uh armed angle of being uh in the in the firearms industry and so at, of course at the end of this hour we do have our responsibly armed citizen report and dan's commentary oh. <laughs> that, that was dan he's meditating it's getting calm for his otherwise would have Probably be a rant. This right? is going to be hard to be calm
2: about. I'll have to say.
1: Well, stick around because it is a good one. And our our theme today is a legally armed America, and we are excited to have back on the air Cindy Harding. She's the owner and designer of Cindy's Conceal Carry Purses, which are a a great uh, USA made product. And she has also just recently launched a new program called Not Your Victim. This is a series of classes that address how to be safe in public, at home, and in the workplace. Miss Cindy, you've been patiently waiting
3: this entire time. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you're a local lady, so we get to bump into each other every once in a while. Uh, this past week or so, it's like we're we're everywhere together. Yes,
3: it's wonderful.
1: It is. We went to the John Lott uh, debate and, and talk, and he, of course, writes the more guns equals less crime and, and just wrote the new book, The War on Guns. But as you were sitting here listening to our first guest, who was talking about being constitutional sheriffs. You yes. leaned over and, and told me some very exciting news about your brother.
3: Yes, my brother, Jared Miller, was just elected sheriff of Wakulla County in Florida. He is the first Republican sheriff ever elected in that county. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for your service, Jared. And we do have listeners in Florida. So I think I just heard all kinds of applause and high-fiving and celebrating. Raise the roof. Yeah, raise the (laughs) roof. You know, I heard Florida was changing a little bit from, uh, what are the colors, blue for Democrat and red for Republican. So this is an indication of
3: that. Yeah. It was a, it broke the record too for uh, voters in the primary. So wow two records broken that is
1: so exciting and what a small world and so now here you are on the other side of the united states and uh you have developed a program called not your victim talk to us about what that is where that came from and what you do with that program
3: okay i'm very excited about this program i think there's a big gap between uh Being a citizen that's walking around, not really paying attention, and a person who has their CCW and carries a firearm. Mm. And I think there are lots of ways in between to be safe. And so these classes are really to raise awareness, to know how you can be safe, how you can basically say through verbal and nonverbal communication, move along, I'm not your victim today.
1: Move along. Now that is, that's de-escalation. Right there. Yes. Right? And so many of the, the anti-rights crowd, the anti-gun crowd, all they ever see us as is, you know, that we come in and we escalate. We're looking for, you know, and we're, we think we're a hammer and we're looking for a nail to hit. And that is not the case. Not at all. Not in, at all. In the vast, vast, vast majority. And then here, the way that you've even phrased your class points to the de-escalation, the avoidance of trouble, right? Exactly. And so um, we were talking off the air, and, and you were mentioning the Orlando shooting. And, you know, when we're, on one hand, we're talking about, well, we want to de-escalate things. There are some situations that it's beyond that. Correct. And so what, what do you want to talk about with the, the Orlando shooting?
3: Well, I think there's a lot we can learn from Orlando On Friday, but prior to the Pulse nightclub shooting, Christina Grimmie was a finalist on the vocal, I mean, on the voice. And she was given a concert and afterwards she was signing autographs and uh, her brother was with her on tour. Now, when you think about he's her older brother, and so, you know, he had thought about what am I going to do if a fan gets too close and a fan came up and shot her. And as soon as the, she was shot, the brother literally launched to the man, knocked him to the ground, and the shooter shot himself. There were 120 people around, and two people were shot. So sometimes saying not, not your victim is that you have to take some action. And you have to think. Your body cannot do what your mind has never considered. Mm. That brother had thought about what he would do.
1: Say that again.
3: Your body cannot do what your mind has never considered. So that's role-playing. Yes. That is situational awareness. That's thinking, what if? What am I going to do? That's what the classes are. It's all to teach forward thinking, to see where you work, where you sit at your desk or your cubicle. If someone came in with a knife or a firearm, what would you do? How would you get out? How would you protect yourself? That's what these classes are.
1: Playing scenarios in your head everywhere you go. Exactly. Exactly. Right. At home, at school, at
3: work, when you're out and about.
1: I think sometimes even, and and our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report will touch on this, when when you have a regular routine, you're easy to track. Yes. Right? And you get very, very complacent and very, very comfortable. And so let's say in Orlando, these people, they went to the same club every weekend. They probably sit in the same booth. They probably talk to the same group of friends, park their car in the same parking
3: spot, and that gives the advantage to bad guys, doesn't it? It does. They were not paying attention, nor had they thought about what they would do.
1: So you list a, a funny sounding word on, on our show notes here. Double <laughs> Oda, Double how, O-D-A.
3: How the heck does that funny sounding word help me be more prepared? So stance stands for observe, orient, decide, action. And so it is just a way that you constantly stay in that where you're looking at what's going on, you observe it, you decide, you know, are the way they're acting, is it normal, is it abnormal? And then you can decide what are you going to do and then you take action.
1: You know, I don't think you could... You could state that too many times. I don't think you could hammer that point too many times because we stay in such a distracted state. Yes. Right? And we, Cell
3: phones are a huge mm, distraction.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to say I'm never guilty of looking down at my phone as I'm walking from my door to my car. I'd like
3: you to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Would you like it to be honest? <laughs> Would you like it to be the truth? Hey,
3: take a pledge right
1: now, please. I know. <laughs> Hand up. I, Cheryl Todd, am going to stop staring at my cell
3: phone in parking lots. Um, so you tailor your classes. I do. I do because I teach to a variety of groups. I have a teen class because their concerns are different than maybe a senior citizen. I have a senior citizen class. Um, I have a ladies-only class because we uh, do a lot more of the shopping. We have purses, so we talk about those kind of things. Um, I have a co-ed class where I do more Jason Bourne um, techniques and ways to think uh, about things, ways to approach it. So
1: Jason Bourne, what does that say to us? More like tactical, maybe?
3: Yeah, it's I teach games that you can mental games like memorization, um, awareness. Like you're in a restaurant, when you leave, you can ask your person you were at dinner with, was our waiter left-handed or right-handed? Ooh. Um, What color shirt was that guy wearing? Exactly. How trick. It wasn't even a guy, it was a girl. Fail, right? (laughs) How many exits, you know, are there? Those things, it just teaches you to be aware. And you do it as a game to begin with, but then it becomes second nature.
1: That is fantastic. And I think um, lacking... I I realized that, you know, Dan and I just kind of taught that to our daughter without even sort of hammering it. It was just by mm-hmm. example. Right. Um, Dan especially is very good at that sort of thing. And she had had an incident when she worked at, at a, uh, it was a Starbucks, but it, there's no slam against Starbucks, um, years ago. And she was, you know, like, what, 17 years old? and she had observed her situation had observed where the exits were where bad guy had come in all kinds of things and was fully prepared mm-hmm. a cell phone in hand ready to dial 911 and even you know the the more adult people that she worked with were still sort of in scramble mode yes and that is the exact thing that you're talking about yes don't get caught in scramble mode because if you're fully aware if you're doing the uda all the time, everywhere you are, you're going to
3: be You'll be prepared. And you can make a decision that really could save your life. Because you know who is prepared? Bad guy. Very much prepared.
1: And not just bad guy. We want, we don't want to be sexist on this show, right? Yeah. There are could women out girl. there. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Yeah. All right. So how do people find this class? Because I guarantee you right now, somebody out there is is got pen in hand, they're ready on their cell phone. I'm going to type in some information here. How do people find out more about this?
3: So www.notyourvictim.net.
1: And you are here in Arizona. I am. So what what can people do if they're not in Arizona? Can they still interact with you?
3: We're working on that. We'd like to be able to have them access it through the internet. That will come forthcoming. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of going the, the way that everything is going. And so... Um, each class, is it like a full day? Like, what are we talking about?
3: You, most of the classes are 90 minutes. Um, we do an active shooter survival class and that's a three hour class. Uh, that was a more of a hands-on where you're actually in a room and moving furniture and, uh, discovering ways, you know, to do the run, hide, fight. And then we do a lot of stress on the fight part because you are fighting for your life. Uh, the other classes are more presentations. They're mindful want you to think about uh, what you can do. We want you to be able to say, move along. I'm not your victim today.
1: So tell us the name of that website again. And then just real quickly before we have to wrap up, tell us about your uh, Cindy's Conceal Carry
3: website. Okay, Not Your Victim is www.notyourvictim.net. And then my purses can be found at www.cindies.com. ConcealCarry.com. These are purses that are made in the United States. They're all leather and it has a very unique holster system where your firearm is completely holstered.
1: That's so important because those of us that carry off body, uh, you know, sometimes we got to set that thing down, that purse right. or that bag or whatever, and um, we need to be very aware and it needs to be very protected. And you even have a locking system on your place. I do. I do. So, it's an awesome system. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for being here on the show with us today. Thank you
3: so much for having me. I enjoy visiting with you.
1: Me too. And uh, thank you for all that you are doing. Please keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. Stick around because coming up next, we have Vicki Callmaker. Now, Vicki started a brand new nonprofit group called Help Me Help Her out of Reno, Nevada. Stick around.
4: When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea: sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com.
1: Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are talking today with some awesome people. And, And this hour, it's just been stacked up with amazing women in the firearms industry Women who are safety conscious, they are uh, training people to be uh, responsibly, safely armed citizens, and I just admire each of them. And coming up right now, we have Vicki Callmaker. She is a supporter of Campus Carry and the founder of Women's Shooting Academy. She also has a brand new nonprofit group called Help Me Help Her in Reno, Nevada. Welcome to the show, Vicki.
5: Hi, Cheryl. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Yes, we are talking on a Monday morning. The show will air on Saturday afternoon, and so we always like to tell people when we're pre-recording because uh, we we sometimes flub up and say things like, well, tomorrow we have an auction at Pot of Gold. (laughs) My husband was just saying that. It's like, no, that'll be long gone because... (laughs)
5: So I'll say good afternoon. There
1: you go. Well, thank you again so much for being here. And, you know, we've had you on a couple of times. And uh, when we first started talking about a year ago, you kept saying, I've got this new nonprofit. It's just trying to get all the paperwork through and get everything lined up. And now it is real. It has been born. Help me help her. Please tell us all about that.
5: You know, Help Me Help Her is really kind of a dream come true. It it started formulating many years ago and wasn't sure what I was going to do with it and how it was going to come to fruition. But really, it's basically designed to educate and encourage and empower women through proactive personal safety and protection programs. Bottom line is you want to take a very proactive approach to personal safety. We believe it's a choice. We believe it's our right to choose our method of protection We believe in um, just fighting back. And so it's finally here. It is official. We are at approved 501c3, and our vision is big right now. We just have three team members, and so we launched on September 11th. And, you know, it's going to be uh, anything is possible. We dream big, and we'll just see what doors open up and how many women's lives, you know, we can affect in the process.
1: Well, and you already have affected so many women's lives with your uh, women's shooting academy
5: you know I have to tell you a, a short little story and this both of these instances have taken place in the last seven days and I'm a little bit surprised but then again I'm not surprised at all I didn't realize how many women have not been given permission uh, that they can fight back
6: and, permission. and that
5: their permission and that they are valued, loved, and worth protecting. I taught a gun class yesterday, and at the very end of class, I told a story, and everybody was crying. It was very powerful. And we're saying our goodbyes, and a woman came up, and she just latched her arms around me. She just hugged me, Mm -hmm. and she whispered in my ear, and she she was sobbing, and she said, no one's ever given me permission. And I just, oh, that just really melted my heart because I thought, why do women need to be protected? given permission to fight I think it's because we're naturally nurturers that's our caregiver you know side of us and we don't think about life from the other perspective of being a victim or being um, attacked or being confronted or robbed or whatever that is but when that moment happens it's okay to fight it's okay to play dirty and it's okay because you're worth protecting and and that just really stuck with me yesterday and I I Want women to realize that you don't have to be a meek, compliant, good little victim.
1: Wow, you know that's so powerful. I literally got goosebumps while you were talking because there is so much truth there. And now I think we all get the the mama bear syndrome. Like, don't hurt my family, don't hurt my children. But somehow, it there's a disconnect when we are, are the ones that need to protect ourselves.
5: Well, absolutely. You know, I had a a grandmother yesterday who brought her daughter and her granddaughter, and her reason was, I want them to be safe. Mm. And I said, but what about you? Mm. She said, well, I never thought about me. Mm. And I said, well, you're valued and loved, and let me tell you, your daughter and your granddaughter would be devastated if something happened to you. And you could see the light bulb go on. You could see her go, you're right. You're Mm. right," and you know, or the elderly woman that says, look, no rapist wants me. I'm old. <laughs> I don't, I'm not desirable anymore. Well, that's not why a rapist raped. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's about power and control. And so to the elderly woman, I say, look, yes, you have to think about your safety. Wow. You don't live in a paranoid state. Mm-hmm. You just live in a heightened state of awareness. And Obviously, Cheryl, thank you so much. We, you, you mentioned the Women's Shooting Academy. That's fantastic. I love the Women's Shooting Academy. And that is wonderful for the women who are looking for a gun instructor or gun training. But what about the millions of women across the country who don't even think about their personal safety? That is my target market with Help Me Help Her, are those women who just live their life and their life is good, they're happy, that they just don't think about, you know, their uh, their safety. They don't think about safety at home or safety in their car or safety when they travel. And so it's really opening up their eyes and their mindset to go, you know what, I don't have to live in fear, but just as I pick out my jewelry every day or my lipstick or my makeup, I'm going to pick out my knife or my pepper spray or my paper you know. And, and I know that sounds a little humorous, but, you know, sometimes we have to put a little humor into this. Um, you know, if I if I'm carrying a knife today, dang it, it's going to match gonna match what
1: I'm wearing. <laughs> I've met you. I 100% believe that you are very. <laughs> very and that is a, an interesting thing, too, is that you are a beautiful example of you can still be very feminine, you can still dress for your figure, you can still dress fashionably. And, and, also be safety minded and and accessorized with life-saving tools right
2: you, you guys just you guys just woke me up okay I'm hello dan for the guys listening out there you can go today and buy another gun you can buy a couple more guns and just say it matches my outfit <laughs> i need it to match my outfit
5: That's right and here's here's another thing i always say you will either make a way or you will make an excuse. Mm. So you'll either make a way to make your safety a top priority, or you're going to make all the excuses in the world why you don't. And it's really simple. You're either going to do it and figure it out or you're not. And, and to the women who don't or the men who don't, um, I, I, I feel sad, but, again, you're, you're going to be safety conscious right up until, unless, or until. So you might not think about your personal safety unless or until. You know to that,
2: that's sad because we see that a lot of people that are carrying guns that were against guns before, sadly, had a they were victims, and I don't want to see that. I would like to see people that they decide on their own to to get a gun so they won't be a victim.
5: That's right. That's what helped me help her is all about. It's like you know I, I talk about this. I live on a court. There's 18 houses on my court. Let's just say a criminal, criminals, whatever. Uh, come down my court tonight and they, they come down my street, they come down my court and they look at all 18 houses on my street and they pick two houses to come back to tonight. Okay. So they know they're going to come back and do a robbery of some sort, you know, and they're going to pick two houses. And as they're going down that street and they're looking at every house, you know what? If you're my neighbor, I need them to pick your house, not mine. Hmm. And that's not neighborly. That's Mm -hmm. not loving. That's not, you know, that's not being a good neighbor. But the bottom line is, if I do my part and mm-hmm. I don't make my house look desirable or for whatever reason they see a sign or a sticker or, you know, mm-hmm. something that they go, oh, I'm not going to pick that house, then I did my part. And if and everybody, want,
1: if everybody if does what you do, right. then you fortified your neighborhood, right?
5: Well, exactly. And, and I think, you know, yes, personal safety, but also, you know, I live... What about earthquakes? What about natural disasters? I've got water. I'm not a doomsday prepper, but I have enough water and enough propane and enough of food. You know, to sustain my family for seven to ten days. And if you don't, well, kind of shame on you.
6: Mm-hmm. That's and, true. And
5: I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a negative, like, again, shaming way. But I, I think when we're talking about our personal protection and our safety, it really applies to a lot of areas of our life.
1: That's so true. And,
5: you don't want to wait until that moment that you do find yourself in that situation of, you know, even let's go back to personal safety. I don't want to have to dig in the bottom of my purse for my pepper spray because I need it the moment I need it. And it needs to be in my hand. Well, so and many, that takes attention. That takes mindset. That takes saying, you know what? I'm going to make a decision to do this.
2: Yeah. So many people I, think that um, they don't, it's not going to happen to them. But every day, every single day it's Every happening hour. to somebody. Every hour it's happening to
7: somebody. Right.
5: And it's starting to that trickle down effect because you're hearing horrific stories through friends of friends. I mean, I spoke at a, in an office three weeks ago because a 22-year-old girl was alone in the office and some man decided to come in and slam her up against the wall mm. for unconscious, beat her, and, and, and uh, sexually assault her. Oh like, God. what gave him the right to do that? And Now the office is up in arms, and I get it. Now they had a a horrific thing happen to one of their own, and so they're making all of these changes, and that's wonderful. And I'm happy to see that. And it's really sad that it was at the expense of one of their co-workers.
1: That's true. So what is is I Am Her?
5: So I Am Her is going to become a, a video series. We had our first I Am Her woman speak at the last seminar. I Am Her... Because Cheryl, let's admit, on any given day, you could be her. I could mm-hmm. be her. Maybe you have been her. Maybe I have been her. Mm-hmm. The "I am her" is going to be just powerful video testimonials of women who have come through adversity
7: mm-hmm. and
5: and and show that there is healing and strength on the other side. And our first "I am her" story: she was her name is Cindy. She was beaten so severely in front of her son that he pulled off her you know, domestic uh, abusing husband, and she was required to have a full hysterectomy because he beat her so severely. Uh And I always used to ask myself, why do women stay, you know, in a situation of abuse like that? And honestly, it wasn't until I started meeting I am her survivors that I understand their story now. Uh And her story is one of strength and resilience and healing. And it's just really showing that women coming through it and, In in, my goal with that is to show these videos and really encourage and power inspire other women. Say, you know what? I'm going to step up. I'm going to do my part. I'm not going to be a victim. Or, you know, I am in a domestic marriage and I'm not going to put up with this any longer. Women have to be given permission for that as well.
1: Wow. That is fantastic. Well, we've got to wrap up, but please tell people how they can learn more about all of the work you do, both of your websites.
5: Thank you so much that plug helpmehelpher.org that's helpmehelpher.org or womensshootingacademy.com i want to be a resource for men and women and so contact me if you have any questions or i can offer my assistance in any way thank you so much
1: oh thank you so much and, and thank you for the work you're doing keep up the good work and we'll definitely have you back on and and see how things are going with that new prof uh, that new nonprofit. help me thank help you. her miss vicky callmaker by now. All right. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for being with us and thank you for sticking around. And you will definitely want to keep sticking around to meet our next guest, Ms. Lara Smith, the vice president of the Liberal Gun Club, here to talk to us about some newsome nonsense going on in California right after this.
4: Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today.
2: Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org.
1: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Well, our theme today is A Legally Armed America, and waiting on the line is Lara Smith. Lara is a lawyer, lives near San Francisco, California, and is the vice president of the Liberal Gun Club, Now, Lara and I, even though we are on opposite sides of the political aisle on many issues, we are united. We are on the same side of trying to protect our Second Amendment rights. And Lara reached out to me late last week to talk about some legal nonsense that Gavin Newsom is trying to pull in California. Are you with us?
7: I am. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely, Lara. We always enjoy having you on the show and and talking about especially, you know, you're kind of at ground zero there in California where, you know, what goes on in California does spread to the rest of the country. And so I am so thankful that you're there paying attention, being involved and and letting the rest of us know about what is happening to your laws and your rights there in, in that state. So what is going on with this Newsom guy?
7: So Gavin Newsom is our current lieutenant governor, and he has created this proposition called Proposition 63. And, and for your listeners who may not know this, California has um, what's called a ballot initiative process. And the purpose of the ballot initiative was to allow citizens direct ability to affect the laws in our state. The idea is that if the legislature or the the state executive branch, the governor and the lieutenant governor, aren't acting on an issue, if you can get enough signatures, you can get something put on the ballot for the citizens of the state to vote on. Probably the most notorious one of these was Proposition 8, which had to do with gay marriage in California. Um, The ballot initiative process is not meant to be used by someone who's already in the government. But in this case, that's exactly what's happening. And what Gavin Newsom has done is he's created, I believe the initiative is about 36 pages. It covers approximately eight primary areas of law having to do with firearms. And it's incredibly confusing. Now, as you said, I'm an attorney. And I work closely with other attorneys in the state who do firearms law, and we don't even agree on what every provision of this means. Hmm. Yet Newsom has brought it to the voters and said, well, all this does is fix problems our legislature won't address. Except that's a lie. In California this past July, we had seven new laws go on the books, plus a few more, Mm -hmm. which, and these laws directly address what this proposition is quote-unquote fixing. Well, and so your listeners know, I'm a liberal. I'm a Hillary voter. I'm a Democrat. I'm horrified by this law. Mm
6: -hmm. I
7: see this as an absolute abuse of the process. But I also see it as problematic for the laws. One of the issues that Proposition 63 addresses is how we in California can buy ammunition. Well, we already had a law called SB 1235 passed and signed by our governor, Jerry Brown, this year that says starting in the future, we are going to have to do a background check, which is in the exact same system that already exists for how we purchase guns, we have to do a background check in California. Mm -hmm. Well, the law that's on the books will use that system. It will be a point-of-sale background check, and it will cost $1 to buy your ammunition. Now, it addresses other things, but that's the main part of this. The issue in Prop 63 is the state has to create a whole new system, but that system's not funded, has to create a new background check, and that background check will take 30 days and cost fifty dollars. Whoa.
1: Wait a minute now. So are you saying that that they're gonna have buyers are gonna have to go through a a state background check and a federal background check, or is one gonna if, override the other?
7: They're going to have to go through a new state background check. The the parameters of which are completely undefined in this. And they're going to have to wait 30 days. Well, it, is this for ammo this, or guns? This is ammo.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, I missed that piece of it. I'm sorry. This is for ammunition. You've got to wait 30 days. Could be up to 30 days.
7: That, no, it's, it's not up to 30 days. It's 30 days.
1: So how are we going to stay safe and proficient if we're not able to get out on the range and practice with uh, ammo? Hello?
7: Well, how how is a woman who is assaulted by even a domestic partner or by a stranger, by anybody, let's say she already owns her gun. She now has to wait 30 days to get ammo to protect herself. I see this as a woman's rights issue. But I also see this as an absolute waste issue. How can we... He's saying, we need 30 days to do this. We have a system, we have a law in California on the books that already takes care of this, and it's instant. If you want a background check for ammunition, I, I think that's a different issue. But here I just see this as such an abuse of the process. And as a liberal, I'm really concerned about it because to me what it's doing is it's legislating Unpopular activity.
2: So you're saying and that if we, if if I want to go in there and buy a box of ammo, one box of ammo, I have to pay fifty dollars, and I have to wait thirty days. What if I buy ten boxes of ammo?
7: It's still fifty dollars and still thirty. It's still thirty days. It's and just I that will one purchase.
2: To, it's that one purchase is fifty dollars. It's
7: uh, The one purchase and the fifty dollars is one time, and I believe it's three years. Okay. But. But you still are going to have to have the background check done. And you're still going to have to show your ID every time. But the real issue is this doesn't solve a problem we have. And I'm so concerned about our government regulating unpopular activity. Because what's the activity that's going to be unpopular next? Exactly.
2: Are these the same people that are saying that it's unconstitutional to charge somebody for a driver's license for an ID card to vote that they're wanting you know people are wanting you to to register to, to vote and have ID but the ID is too expensive so they're saying people shouldn't have to use their ID to vote
7: Well now I want to be very clear this proposition really is being pushed by one person it's being pushed by Gavin Newsom but yes and that's a great point So many people who support this law or who think they support this law would be horrified by the idea of a voter registration.
6: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's the frustrating thing is because it's connected to this big, bad, ugly, scary tool called a gun gasp, right? Uh, That's how it's easy to get people to get behind it. Now, you had mentioned off air that once it's like this thing goes into stone, If it gets passed, like it can't be changed
7: if it's passed. What is that about? Well, it can be changed, but it's very difficult. So the initiative process takes away the ability of the legislature to change the law, except if it, and I believe the exact language is furthers the purpose of the of the proposition. So, in other words, let's say they realize that, hey, we're not going to be able to fund this new database. Well, they have to. That money is going to have to be pulled from another area because our government has no ability to say, hey, we can't do this now. We're going to pass an extension. We're going to pass. um, We're going to fix. Let's say there's a language issue that we realize, hey, maybe that's a constitutional issue. It has to go to the voters again to be fixed. It can't be done by our elected representatives in our state.
1: Wow. That is just craziness. Now, you're in California. I'm in Arizona. We have listeners all across the country. What can we do if we're not in California? What can we do to help? And if we are in California, what must we do to help?
7: Well, if you are in California, um, make sure your friends and family really understand what Proposition 63 says. Read the proposition, read the writing on it. Um, I'm going to be doing an op-ed in the San Francisco Chronicle. There's some news coming out on it um, that will, you know, get the other side's message across a little bit more. It's confusing. This area is really confusing. Make sure that people really understand that this law is creating issues. And we just don't even have time to go into the other issues that this law creates. There's more unfunded mandates in it. California already has a budget issue. And make sure that people understand the expense involved and the lawsuits that are going to come out that we don't need to have. If you live outside of California... Educate your friends and family who do live in California about the problem. Make sure they understand that this does far more than what the proponents of it says it does. And read up on it. Write to the lawmakers in California and let them know your concerns, although I will say um, one of the most anti-gun lawmakers here absolutely opposes this proposition for the exact reasons I've listed. And and he's on record as having said that it's uh, state Senator DeLeon. Well,
1: that's important.
7: That's important to know. It is important to know, but just educate the people, you know, and really just pay attention and realize that this is happening. This law is very interesting in that it's one of the few times that I have ever seen the traditionally more uh, a lot of police officer associations tend to be supportive of certain gun regulations and certain gun laws. They are unanimously the ones that have spoken on this issue have all come out against it. Uh, Legislators have come out against it. People who are absolutely normally on the other side, I'm the vice president of the liberal gun club, we've come out against it. It's not just the NRA mm-hmm. or um, the Firearms Policy Coalition, which is a, a state mm-hmm. conservative group here. Mm-hmm. They're not the only ones opposing this. Everyone's opposing
1: Well, you know, if it hurts him at the ballot box, that's the language he's going to hear and understand. And I think that kind of the, the moral of the story for me listening here in Arizona is it's a cautionary tale. What happens in California can happen anywhere. And also that you, you're you a Democrat. There are certain things that you know you're going to support. But that doesn't mean that you have to just check mark anything and everything with a D behind it, right? You're still a citizen first. And you and DeLeon and the president of the Liberal Gun Club all say— all right, this is something that I'm not going to support, even though a Democratic uh, elected official is the one pushing it. No, I'm sorry. This is where I'm drawing the line, right?
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's really important for voters to be informed. That's the cautionary tale here. Read what is really being proposed. Because if you just read the synopsis, it sounds great sounds oh this is really going to do good things and save lives but it's not and mm-hmm. it's problematic and it creates a problem that doesn't exist
1: absolutely well i'm excited to uh read your op-ed uh we're recording this on monday uh the what, what date is it the 19th the share the the show will air on september 24th saturday so by then your op-ed will already be out there and everybody can can find it. I'm sure you're going to post it uh, someplace that I can share it on your guest page at gunfreedomradio.com on the guest tab. And tell us how else people can find you, and we have to run.
7: Well, please look us up at theliberalgunclub.com. You can find more of my writing there, and we would love to have everybody come in and, and weigh in on this issue and, and learn more.
1: Fantastic. Laura Smith of the Liberal Gun Club. Thank you so much. Uh, I always call you Laura. It's Lara.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Everybody does it. And again, thank you so much for having me on to talk about this issue.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for all you're doing there in California. Keep up the good work. I will try. All right. Bye now. Okay. Stick around. We still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary. Hmm. He's going to need to be calm for this one. Stick around.
4: Be a part of the Gold Rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldestate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. See so your best hurry and tell them Don Collier sent you. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at SelfDefenseGunStories.com.
1: Thank you for being with us today. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by dot crazyfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I, I got to hit a higher note on that. The biggest little gun shop in
2: Arizona. You know, we're doing a lot of work to our website right now. We're going to be making a lot of changes and make it a lot more user-friendly. Mm-hmm. We have flat rate shipping. Mm. Um, not flat rate, but it's uh, based on the price, so it's a lot easier to get the shipping done
1: yeah, we had a, a problem on there where oh. you'd go to com, and if you bought eight of the uh, eight items, it it compounded right the, the cost of shipping
2: although we didn't charge it, we had to adjust it, but people didn't know that until we made the adjustment. right so it just created some
1: in. confusion and so um, you know we're always working to, to be better and more user friendly and we've got uh, we've just brought on a new manager. Right. Uh, dave leonard retired we just had his retirement party and had a lot of fun with that and now we've got Judd bickle and uh you know anytime you put uh, a new um mind in place you're gonna you're gonna see little uh, bumps in the road that we were tripping on that we didn't see before and uh I just think it's good I think it's uh, uh a really a positive thing and Dave is not gone and and evaporated off the planet. So, you know, we still have the benefit of uh, his knowledge and the institutional knowledge. I love that phrase. Right. And
2: we also have, I just want to let you know that we've got several old antique colts that are going to be put on the website in the next couple days. Mm. So some really rare ones. That sounds exciting.
7: Ooh,
1: we'll have to talk about that. All right. Well, it is time for the responsibly armed citizen report.
0: Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.
1: Well, talking with a couple of our guests today, this really ended up being really the perfect um, report to bring. And and we like to bring these stories of where responsibly armed citizens were able to uh, stop crime and, and interact with danger in the moment because that is when and where and how crime happens and so you know we go through our lives and something so ordinary and routine as quitting time right time to head home and grab some sleep and get ready to start another day and start it all over again right some of us work odd shifts and in the case of the man in this story he was leaving work at 3:30 in the morning so it's still dark out 3:30 a.m. He walked to the same parking spot as he does every day. This man can time down to the number of steps it will take him to chirp his alarm off, open his car door, place the keys in the ignition, and begin his drive home. But so can danger. Danger likes our routines. Danger's job is much easier when we have become predictable in our behavior and our movements. Danger likely tracked this man's movements for a few days as the attack was being meticulously planned. So on an ordinary day, doing ordinary things in an ordinary way, one man was suddenly confronted by danger. Danger had planned every maneuver of his attack right down to the kind of gun he would use to rob and perhaps Murder this man. But what Danger didn't plan on was that ordinarily and on this day, this victim was a responsibly armed citizen who was nobody's victim.
8: Now at 5.30, a deadly shooting in a South Florida parking lot. and may have started with a robbery. It happened outside a Walmart where the shooter
4: worked. He's admitted to the shooting but says he was defending himself. CBS4's Ted Scalton has the latest from Sunrise.
6: A man killed in the Walmart parking lot early in the morning. Investigators tell us he had a gun and was trying to rob a store employee. What he did not know was that the employee had a gun too. We spoke to that employee's sister.
5: I'm sorry to hear what happened to the victim, but my brother worked hard for his, he worked hard to take care of him and his child at the end of the day.
6: Police carefully process the scene. They won't say how many bullets were fired, but we see a lot of evidence markers on the ground. Investigators say the employee had a concealed weapons permit, and it appears he acted in self defense, fatally shooting the would be (coughs) robber after the crook pulled a gun. I think that was excellent. You see this cap I got on, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a Vietnam veteran. You don't take nothing that doesn't belong to you. And you don't bother anyone that's not bothering you. You mind your own business. People who came here to shop were surprised by news of the shooting, but relieved that the intended victim was not hurt. It's good. That person can defend himself, and that's good. Okay. Sorry about that, what happened to the other person, but it's just life. His intention was to come up. And maybe do this person bodily harm, but the other person beat him to it. So wherever he is, where it is that is hot, I hope that he enjoys his the stay there, cause it'll be for always. Police had the parking lot here at Walmart closed off most of the day, about 11 hours. Finally opening it in mid-afternoon. This investigation continues. In Sunrise, Ted Scouten, CBS 4 News. The news
2: reporter said that they don't know how many shots were fired and that they placed all the markers around the scene, I'll tell you how many rounds were fired. Hmm. Enough. Enough. They stopped him. And, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Being aware of your surroundings, I'm sure that this man, you know, danger always has the advantage because they predict. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So doing what you know and doing it well, when you walk out the car knowing that something could happen and being ready to go, I mean, I don't have off time. I'm never off at a certain time. Mm-hmm. I don't have a routine. But I, I really am very aware when I walk out of the store. Well, and, and we all need to right. be. And
1: this is an example as to why. And now it's time for Dan's commentary.
3: i you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows a very mean and nasty place, and
4: I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let
2: it. Cheryl and I have been to New Jersey. Indeed we have. And it was beautiful. I mean, we had a couple of rough areas that we went through, but it's a beautiful city. One that I thought I'd like to go to again. I don't think I'd want to go to New Jersey again. And tell us why prison for a 72 year old man who had a 300 year old antique gun in new jersey man is driving down the road he gets pulled over the officer wants to search his vehicle 72 year old man man says okay but i've got a antique gun in the glove box wrapped up so they pull out a 300 year old flintlock now flintlock that means you have a piece of stone in there and you have Oh, it's, it's a mess to try to load. And, uh, and it didn't have the flint in it, according to the pictures. And they arrested him. Not, they didn't arrest him on the scene. They waited till the next day and came with a team early in the morning and pulled him out of his house and arrested him for having a 300-year-old flintlock pistol. Now, they have a governor there. I think his name is Christy. And he ran for, he he was trying to run for president, and he said he was all for Second Amendment rights and all that. And it it, it confuses me because a 1,700 antique flintlock pistol is not a firearm according to the federal government. If it was made before 1898, it is not a firearm. But in New Jersey, it's a firearm. 72-year-old man. Maybe they have problems with gangs. Maybe they're called the Vikings or something that run around <laughs> with 300-year-old guns and are are looting the streets. Maybe they have that problem. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. But this is ridiculous. Governor Christie should have stood up and did something immediately over that. Governor, don't make me and James Brown come down there and take care of it.
1: Uh, That's great. Well, uh, Evan Napin was the attorney, and so I reached out to him on Facebook, and he said all charges were dropped. But in the meantime, it's a completely life-changing experience. It's expensive. It's stressful. It's needless, and it's wrong. And this is why you have to protect your gun rights in every state, in every election. And we are at the end of another show. I would like to thank all of our guests I would like to thank all of our listeners. I am um, So I, Danny and I are so fortunate to have this opportunity to connect the people that we do through this show. Uh, please check us out on all of the different social media sites under gunfreedomradio.com. And keep the conversation going. We are listening. We want to know what you're thinking. We know what we're thinking. We want to know what you're thinking. And until next time, pray for our nation Pray for our leaders. All of them? Yes, all of them. Uh, Even the ones you don't like, especially the ones you don't like. Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless.
0: Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since, evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it,